Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. Hidden beneath the world we know is the world they inhabit. Hey. Yeah, Ma? What are you doing? I'm taking over a TV network. Well, finish up, honey, and get to sleep. They're hackers. Hackers penetrate and ravage private and publicly owned computer systems. Hack the planet. Hack the planet! It's not just something they do. Sure this sweet machine's not going to waste. Are you challenging me? It's who they are. I win, you wear a dress on our date. And if I win, so do you. They can crack any code. And get inside any system. Hello, Mr. Gill. According to our records, you're dead. I'm what? But this time, come here, look at this. It's some kind of virus. Unless five million dollars is transferred to the following account, I will capsize five oil tankers. They just hacked the wrong guy. Game's over. Whoever wrote this needs somebody to take the fall. He's about to commit the perfect computer crime. You've created a virus that's going to cause a worldwide disaster. And they're about to take the blame. A hacker planted the virus. <laughs> but it's the perfect cover. Go, Moe! in frame. Can we be allies? I don't play well with others. Oh, wow, we are fried. Okay, let's nail it. You're not good enough to beat me. Yeah, maybe I'm not, but we are. They're the only ones who can prevent a catastrophe. I know how to stop this guy. They'll trace you like that. Are you nuts? Come at me! Unlike any the world has ever seen. Never send a boy to do a woman's job. Hackers of the world unite. Cops are in the building. I need more time. This is the end, my friend. United Artists welcomes you to the new world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight... Oh, tonight. Oh, we are celebrating the 25th anniversary <laughs> of the internet. <laughs> uh, at least in movies, mostly. Yeah! Uh, with 1995's Hackers. Yeah! But we are not alone. <gasps> oh my gosh, does that mean I have to put a bra on? 
Uh, it's your Hell choice. No. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like uh, Moxie with your brain on uh, facts podcast. Uh, she's okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Moxie. Yeah. Well, I hacked my way into your show. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about your brain on facts. Your brain on facts is a weekly half hour of things you never knew you never knew. Everything from the history of nursing to the origin of the Vulcan salute to the theft of Canada's strategic maple syrup reserve. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I'm intrigued. I'll have to listen. Uh, and where can we find that? Well, as soon as you're done listening to the entire Everything I Learned from Movies Back catalog, you can use the same app you're listening on right now to search for Your Brain on Facts or go to yourbrainonfacts.com. You Excellent. don't have to listen to all of them. <laughs> yeah, you can skip like the first 10. They're, uh, they're a little rough. <laughs> yeah, I actually went back and put a, a preface on my first 10. Just being like, look, there's a learning curve here, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I had a microphone, but I was using the laptop mic accidentally. <laughs> we have happens, all been there. Okay? Yeah, well, first I fun. wasn't editing, you know, I wasn't editing enough, and then I was editing too much, oh. and yeah. Yeah, we had no oh. editing. We, we were ranting about Congo <laughs> on episode two yeah. for about three hours. <laughs> do we need to redo the Congo episode? We probably do eventually. And Big Trouble in Little China? I mean, that one was the full-length commentary, so yeah, we could so probably definitely. redo it. Yeah. Not, not a anyway, redo, not a redo, a revisit. A reimagining. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like like we do with all John Carpenter movies, at least oh. once a year. Oh, so good. Uh, but first, Hackers. <laughs> not a John Carpenter movie. Not, Fun fact. Not, well, <laughs> definitely not a John Carpenter soundtrack. Uh, but yes, from director uh, Ian Softley. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, basically, he did Backbeat, which I never heard of. Hmm. This... Then K-Pax. Do you remember that one? Uh, Kevin Spacey is an alien? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I remember God. seeing it in the blockbuster, and that is the extent oh. of my knowledge on it. Oh, I watched it in a theater. It, uh, <laughs> Steve paid money. Yeah, well, you know, 97. It was like a dollar to watch a movie. It was like, uh, yeah, okay, that was pretty bad. He then followed that up with The Skeleton Key. Oh, that's a tra- that, that That's a dumpster fire. I think that's actually the last movie I saw in a drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> Also, oh, not no. very good. We have to opinion. fix that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ink Heart, and then the uh, latest one, Curve. Hmm. Well, there you go. So just pure gold. This pure guy gold. only makes gold. Top to bottom. <laughs> I, I, I feel like he peaked in 95. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, but also from writer Raphael Maru. Who's he, Steve? Well, he wrote this. Um, and then Carrie to the Rage. Oh, no. Um, and he is also story editor on nine episodes of one of your favorite shows, The Lone Gunman. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Before they blew them up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now that's a season finale. <laughs> right? <laughs> you thought it was a... Uh... <laughs> What was the second Planet of the Apes where that was? <laughs> <laughs> were they nuclear the, oh, holocaust? Beneath the Planet of the Apes? You thought that'd be the end of the series. Oh, no, 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 no. They tried to, they were trying to make it the end of the series. The writers legitimately wanted the movies to stop, so they'd keep writing it into these impossible corners. And then the studio would be like, well, you're going to make another one. So they'd have to try to dig themselves out of it. <laughs> Steve and Izzy love monkeys. You got to keep making those movies. Who are Steve and Izzy? Well, they're not born for another 10 or 12 years, so don't worry about that. But, but they're going to have this thing called Monk May and April. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're going to go deep into those monkey movies. <laughs> and, I, and I keep finding out we get more and more every year to investigate. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. Moxie, we have a problem with monkey movies and Jean Claude Van Damme movies on this podcast. <laughs> Has Jean Claude Van Damme done a monkey movie yet? 
Not yet. Not well, yet. Let's, we keep let's start the petition. <laughs> now, I've already got the poster art done. <laughs> Steve's already it's like... Called, I'm not even joking. I'll send you a picture of it later, but it's called The Banana Splits. <laughs> Because, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Split. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I got it. I was just having a moment, a dissociative episode, thinking about that, like, terrifying show from the late 70s, The Banana Splits. Yeah. Like the giant costume characters. Now it stars JCVD and Amy the Gorilla from Congo together at last. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, is this going to be like a bedtime for Bonzo kind of feel or what? Or mismatched uh, buddy cop comedy? <laughs> I, yeah, I think he was going to go more like an any which way but loose. Yeah, any, any which way but loose, but uh, Clyde can talk. <laughs> I'd buy that anyway. for a dollar. If you hear screaming in the background, uh, our kitty Poe has joined the podcast and enjoys screaming into the void while we record. Yeah, that sounds like a cat thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cat things, the cast on this movie. Uh, Johnny Lee Miller as Dade slash, uh, what's his, o- Crash, Crash Override, Override or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Angelina Jolie as Kate. Jesse Bradford as Joey. Matthew Lillard's in this movie. Fisher Stevens as The Plague. Lorraine Bracco out of nowhere. Um, and a couple, a couple cameos that really caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since you'd seen this. Yeah, it really has been um but yeah oh incredible cast you don't want to talk about our the cameos oh okay well we can we can talk about now um right at the beginning uh we get district attorney played by felicity huffman (laughs) what's she in the news for steve uh google it (laughs) what (laughs) her and uh becky from (laughs) full house (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh we also get mark anthony right as agent the, agent ray he's the fbi's hacker oh, yeah that's why he looked familiar yeah, yeah i was looking at him like wait that's not mark anthony no that guy's too young looking to be mark anthony <laughs> he's like what's mark anthony's little brother doing here <laughs> hold on a second <laughs> uh, and then pen gillette, <laughs> pen gillette <laughs> as, also as a hacker <laughs> yeah as i don't know assistant hacker for sort the, of a uh, cyber security guard but i gotta say he turned in i think the best performance in the entire film He's the one that sounded like he knew what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, he really did. That's yeah. the thing. He has a voice that makes it sound like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. It's very authoritative. Definitely. Yeah. That's why he does all the talking and the teller guy just kind of, you know. Yeah. That's why he's got that <laughs> weird sex cult out in uh, Nevada. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Oh, you don't? You haven't heard about that? <laughs> I haven't heard details, but go on. <laughs> oh, he has a whole separate house for it. Like separate from where his wife lives. Well, you hey, we're going. not here to kink shame. <laughs> <laughs> but how but how is he able to keep this under wraps well the only other person that knows is teller and he's not <laughs> i'm not the first teller <laughs> solid <laughs> reference and yeah. if you ever want to hear what teller sounds like apart from the simpsons uh penn and teller did a documentary called the magic and mystery tour and so he, he actually speaks on camera Ooh. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's like the the origins of magic in China, Egypt, and another country. I forget where. Yeah, we watched an episode of something where he ta- was like he was a character. Yeah. yeah, like he wasn't playing himself. He was playing like a character, and he actually was talking. We're like, well, that's I'm looking it up now. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know what he sounds like, a normal human being. Yeah, yeah, he sounds like a regular guy. <laughs> it's not like you know he's like Beaker or anything from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so yes. 
So we take you through the way, way before times of 1988 Seattle. You know, Nirvana's just coagulating and becoming a group. The underground grudge <laughs> scene is uh, is starting to really take off. And some places just being raided by the police. <sighs> ah, everybody get on the ground, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, poignant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Executing uh, a no-knock warrant, I couldn't help but notice. Sorry, I found it. It was, uh, they interviewed him in Tim's Vermeer. That's right. The painting documentary. That's right. That's what it was. Okay. If you want to see a super fascinating, it sounds weird, but it is a super fascinating documentary about how a guy with zero painting experiences completely replicates a Vermeer painting. It is a fascinating thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, that does sound that does sound interesting. Oh yeah. But yeah. So, right, so sorry. Back, yeah, to, then, back so, to hackers. Back to the police raid. And then we smash cut to a trial where Felicity Huffman's trying to put somebody in jail. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> and they're on trial for shutting down over fifteen hundred systems. Fifteen hundred and seven. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and causing a seven point drop in the stock market. And I'm like. That's so, it. So wait, somebody <laughs> farted. <laughs> it was. Starbucks it was. Went out of it was the eighties. The stock market is everything. That's right. So and then we find out who's on trial. It's an eleven-year-old boy, um, who's sentenced to the most horrible sentence anyone has ever given anyone. They are not allowed to be near a computer or phone line or anything until they're eighteen years old. Hmm. Okay. That's cool. Oh, and his parents are charged with a $250,000 or something insane? It was, oh, yeah, uh, there was like some It was only $45,000, so yeah. it's st- oh, still yeah. a ton of money to have to pay, but not as yeah. bad as the, the you know damages you could have been charged with. Now, now, it's only two years' salary in, uh, in 1988. It's two years' <laughs> salary for some of us now. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, no inflation. Uh, so yeah, so we cut to seven years later. Hey, guess what? It's 1995. The internet's born. (laughs) And for those of you, yes, I know the internet wasn't born in 1995. It's just when it kind of became popular in movies. And that's why we're doing this month. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, uh, we're in New York city now and, uh, we get an 18 year old kid who, who's just getting back to using a phone again and calls up a poor security guy uh, to hack into some racist television network or something. Obviously, he's been hacking since then. He's just been keeping a low profile. Has yeah, because well, he absolutely the technology would have advanced, and he would need to know what was current. So well, he's definitely that's... he's definitely kept his skills up. Well, you know, you can practice, yeah. but he, I guess he's just getting back into the the actual hat game. I don't know. <laughs> I think now that he's eighteen, uh, yeah, he's just uh... he's like off probation. He he doesn't have to keep his low profile. Oh, uh, okay. All right, we'll go. Now now he can be tried as an adult. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, did yeah. you catch what name he gave when he called the security guard? Uh, it was like Fox Mulder. It was like No, it was Eddie some... Vedder. Oh, yes, yeah. Eddie Vedder. Lead That's singer right. of Pearl Jam. Jam. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there was a lot of things like, "Oh, yeah, doctor uh, like Dr. Sulu or whatever said I needed to get into his uh, <laughs> so Yeah. There was a whole lot of <laughs> There was a lot happening. A lot of pop culture being dropped in his call. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so he using the full line and like, "Oh yeah, if you could just read me the uh the CPU number on the uh oh my god, not the modem. Obviously I know everything about computers." Well, no, it was the oh, num- it was the numbers on the modem. Oh, yeah. it was on the modem. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, there you go. Um, and yeah, he's able to get in and start going through things, but then someone starts mocking him. (laughs) (gasps) 
some someone named Acid Burn. Ooh. Oh no. Who is this? What is he doing in my domain? Getting he's getting internet trolled. <laughs> my name's uh Crash Override. Oh yeah, what was it when, when he was a kid? His name was like Zero Cool or something. Zero yeah. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He starts to type Zero Cool and he's like, oh, nope, nope, government's onto that one. <laughs> Can't make it too easy for him. Yeah. So then we get a, a a dueling hack montage, one of many hacking montages that will pop up. So in this movie. many montages. I will tell you right now. I don't even need Moxie to tell me this is not what hackers look like. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is this not what ha- hacking the internet looks like? Uh, dancing no. through cities and stock footage popping in and out. Oh no! no I've, I've got a, I've got a fact or two about the visuals in this movie when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the gif of the cat slapping the keyboard that's more what hacking looks like <laughs> oh, okay so wait so it's not like this movie or swordfish or i mean <laughs> wait, i don't look like hugh jackman when i'm hacking into the internet i i mean i've not seen hugh jackman hack the internet except for in swordfish so i don't have anything to say on that one <laughs> You really only need to watch it till the the bomb covered in ball bearings goes off, and after that, the film's kind of a wash. What? That's like three minutes in. <laughs> I know. Oh, after that, junk? the film's okay. You can hang on until you see Halle Berry's square yeah. boobs. But that's that's your own time. You're yeah. wasting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, as long as you get the the John Travolta monologue in, <laughs> and then the bomb going off, the whole three sixty Matrix shit going on. Do 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 do. Oh, the cyberpunk music. I, I, I don't know. There's a scene where uh, Hugh Jackman's auditioning for the job. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was entertaining. But that's not this movie. It's not. It's Back not, to hackers. Okay. No, but but I'm gonna I'm gonna Do sneak it. one more quick fact in. Swordfish as a password. You you see swordfish referenced as a password a great deal. Comes from a Marx Brothers sketch from oh, Horse Feathers. Nice <laughs> Marx Brothers. That was good there. Um, where were we? Hack so, off. Yeah, so after the hack off and uh, basically he gets kicked out of the system or whatever, and it's like, mm. oh, man, I didn't get to look at whatever I was looking at. Well, there's uh, only one thing to do. I'm an 18-year-old boy. What rhymes with hack off? <laughs> <laughs> right. So then we cut to the next morning. Um, <laughs> it's his first day at his new school. Yeah, he's but he's 18, and his mom wants him to go to college. And Oh, I'm um, sorry we moved in the middle in the middle of your senior year, but I just really needed to get away from your dad. A lot of exposition dumped in that <laughs> Exposition, darling. It has to go somewhere. And it's like, oh, wait, were you on the phone last night you can't do this you'll mess up and then no college will want you nobody will ever want obviously a child genius when it comes to hacking the government absolutely isn't already scouting you (laughs) pretty much i'm surprised like like when they found out there was basically like hey um how'd you like to have a job little kid (laughs) right get a little red white and blue start him in a program yeah but you know skip we're gonna get past the drama on that one uh, so then he goes to his first day of school and he runs into uh, Kate, played by Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Her first yeah. major film role. Okay, so Angelina Jolie in this movie. Ladies, what's up with her makeup? I was more upset by her Vulcan haircut. <laughs> yeah, that was way too short. <laughs> that was way too short. And it was just too angular also for being that short and flat and just a helmet and yet somehow she pulled it off i couldn't agree more 
Right. Yeah, no. Her makeup, I don't know, I feel like it's very 90s. Yeah. Blending yeah. doesn't yeah. exist. You're just trying nah. to get as many things that are, uh, you need at least three colors and two different kinds of glitter. Oh. Or your look isn't complete. Oh, I didn't know that. Just be glad we had moved beyond the blue eyeshadow. <laughs> and this this movie Angelina Jolie complains is why she keeps getting getting cast as tough chick with guns in a tank top with no bra. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't see her with any guns in this movie. Well, it wasn't quite fitting the theme, but uh, we definitely had tank top and no bra. So yeah, we did. Oof. Oh boy. <laughs> and Steve's like, we're not complaining about no, her no, outfits. Let me go hack off real quick. No, uh, but she <laughs> ends up uh, giving uh, Dade, uh, you know, crash over it. His his real name's Dade, uh, giving him a tour of the school, showing him around, uh, and then yeah, telling him about the uh, Olympic sized swimming pool that's up on the roof. That you should go check out. And but, why would you fall for that? It's such a classic prank. Yeah. Also, it's you didn't bring a swimsuit. Why? 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 Why would you, oh, you go check yeah. it out? It's like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, I'm going to go to class now, or literally anything else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't understand why, like, immediately they're just huge dicks to each other. Like, immediately they're both just raging assholes. Well, I would say she started it. And yeah. he didn't do anything to defuse the situation either. No, but she started it. Yeah. And then yeah. he's going to finish it. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. going to finish it. <laughs> he's going to finish it first. Anyway. So, so yeah. So they, basically, the joke is goes up there and gets basically locked out on the roof with a bunch of other people because you know they catch the door before it locks behind them. And All nerds swinging. that clearly the pretty girl has been picking on. Yeah. Was well, it just her? Or is it like basically just like seniors picking on freshmen? I I, I couldn't quite tell. Like they're. I don't know. I got a, like a, a Mean Girls vibe off of it. Mm, damn plastics. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so eventually, after a little rainstorm, uh, they, I, I, I assume one of them has a cell phone and finally calls the cops or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it gets back into class. Uh, but then uh, he, he's in a computer class and he's uh, caught hacking by Sally Can't Dance from Con Air. Yeah, this is a Con Air reunion. It really is. It's awesome. <laughs> or... Pre- it's a, it's a pre- prequel. Prequel. <laughs> if you ever wondered why Sally can't dance was in jail, <laughs> it's because of events later in this movie. Now you know. Yeah, uh, but it, played by uh, actor Renoli Santiago. Uh, but his name is Freak in this movie. Yeah, because he's a freak, Phantom Freak, or something like that. And he's like, "Oh, hey!" But he, yeah, catches him hacking on the computer, and I forget what he was doing. Oh, that's right, he was like changing his class schedule or something like that to yeah. be in the same classes as Kate. Yeah, because he's stalking her apparently now. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's got to get his vengeance. Vengeance is strong, babe. It's one of the four male emotions. Yeah, well, hunger is two of the remaining three. So yeah, it's a uh, hunger, sleepy, horny, and vengeance. Yep, those are the male emotions. <laughs> the more you know (laughs) (laughs) and that's your brain on facts (laughs) that that particular piece of psychology you're welcome to take all the credit for okay excellent (laughs) i was about to pull out my thesis now uh but all right so uh so freak uh, is like hey you seem pretty cool this whole hacking thing why don't you come to cyberdelia um apparently is like the as everyone down it's basically like the uh the juvenile game zone from teenage mutant ninja turtles right very much so it's like a, arcade games i was almost expecting like the little uh skating rink to go running through everything 
the roller skates. I mean, they were all on roller skates anyway, so yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, so much rollerblading. It's a huge so part of this movie. <laughs> but yeah, there totally could have been a, like a half pipe in there and it wouldn't have looked unusual. Yeah. <laughs> It'd just been like, yeah, yeah. We're... And now I'm going to play Street Fighter. No. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, there's some flirting, quote unquote, between Kate and Dave, but it's really just them being dicks to one another. <laughs> While they play a game and then he destroys her score and apparently makes an enemy for life. That's how some of us flirt. Yeah, it, it works for some people, you know? It wouldn't be done if it didn't work. And one of my favorite things is like, okay, so they're like leaving the Cyberdelia place and they see Kate hop on the back of a motorcycle with this this guy, I guess it's her boyfriend or whatever. And they're like driving off. She has the presence of mind to take a helmet with her, but there's no way she's putting it on that Vulcan haircut of hers. Oh, no. <laughs> she's kind of like holding it to the side as it drives off like yeah i've got a helmet no i'm not gonna wear it bye yeah i don't know if the, the helmet laws have gone into effect in 95 anyway <laughs> okay well if that's the case then why have the helmet oh because it looks cool to be holding the helmet does it though it's all about the optics yeah mm. it adds right. another layer to her outfit uh, like like sta- imagine, imagine picture her standing there in the leather jacket with the helmet on her hip and the one arm draped casually over it all right, you're right. That's Cuts a pretty cool image. No bra. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you win. <laughs> uh, then, like, yeah, the next day, uh, Dade gets his vengeance by uh, setting a fire alarm to go off at, like, 930, right in the middle of class, or, you know, whereas everybody's in the hallways. It's like, yay, good for you. All right. And then we cut to, like, I, I assume it's, an, like, an AP English class, but... <laughs> it was very weird because it was just like the teachers sitting there like trying to be the cool teacher or whatever and yeah. like everybody's writing their favorite i don't know 12 word quote or something up on the board yeah yeah the <laughs> yeah. uh the teachers definitely got the riker maneuver going on the chair oh absolutely <laughs> he went full riker and <laughs> i was waiting for him to like stand and deliver like how do i reach these kids but yeah but who's there steve oh well he's writing on the wall <laughs> Well, you got Kate uh, mm-hmm. doing a, a quote from her mom, who's apparently a best-selling author. Right. I uh, don't think your mom is uh, one of the defining voices of the 20th century. Like, uh, well, she sold 200 million books. Right? Like, oh, oh. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> Savage. No. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, what what is Dave put? It's like something from Ginsburg, Ellen Ginsburg. Uh, mm. And then we're introduced to... Serial killer, played by Matthew Lillard. Yeah. He throws up an Ozzy Osbourne quote. Serial killer. Yeah, you know, like Captain Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not even in that class. Oh, so edgy. This is a wood shop. He's so wacky and unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what do you, Matthew Lillard's character in this movie. How would, he's how, would you, how would you describe him? <laughs> That's the guy who does math. We all had that guy at our school. He got it from his older brother. He looks exactly like that with the weird braids really and the fishnet shirt. Yeah, they're usually yeah. not as tall, but yeah, that's definitely the look. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I had three or four of these at my school. <laughs> yeah, but very, uh, very, very interesting clothing choices. And, I don't know, Moxie, uh, what do you think? About, like, Lillard's whole aesthetic here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it smacks of trying too hard, but not on the part of the character, on the part of, like, the costume designer and, and just the writer. Like, let's just... Let's give him braids and just, like, put one of every kind of thing we can think of on him. <laughs> Wait, does he have a no ring? No, that'd be too cliche. 
Oh, he's not that kind of guy. Well, there was one thing I was feeling as I was watching this. I'm like, oh my God, all the 90s cliches. And then I remembered when they filmed this, that wasn't, those weren't cliches. Oh, was, that was just reality. Yeah, it was the state of the art. Like it was, it was trending. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, okay, then we cut to the library where the, uh, I, I don't know, uh, freak and serial killer and uh, what's his nuts, uh, date are talking about uh, computer stuff. And then I mentioned like the three most common passwords. Uh, what are they? God, sex, and. Sex. It's actually four because it's uh, sex, love, and God. something else. And then it was like, oh, and then don't forget about God. Yeah, so oh, it was yeah, actually four. Oh, okay. And I mean, I'm... there's no way the most common password list doesn't start with password. Yeah. Guest or, one, guest two, three, one. four. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the one I remember as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I'm sorry. Sex, love, God. None of those are long enough to be a password. Exactly, yeah. 95, yeah, maybe. Letter, <laughs> yeah. Even in 95, a three-letter password, not anything I ever encountered. Yeah, yeah no, it was like five or six. Because yeah. I used to use one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the same combination. Same combination luggage. I had on my luggage. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was thinking it. I didn't know if I should say it. Well, see, yeah. See, my theory was it was so stupid and so obvious, no one would ever guess it, and I never had a problem. Nobody ever guessed it. <laughs> there you go. It's uh, a brilliant double bluff. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight. Pretty much. You know, like... It's the Dominic Toretto uh, method of avoiding the police. <laughs> Just go home. Just go home. They'll never check They'll your never house. Look for you there. Uh, yeah, so then uh, then we get a scene where uh, Joey, little little Joey, Jesse Bradford, um, he starts, he's like hacking at home or whatever, uh, but he hacks into uh, the corporation where Penn Gillette's the security officer, and so he catches it immediately, like, what? Oh, shit. All the servers are going crazy. Oh, man, what's going on? I gotta call in the plague. Dun-dun-dun. Babe, who's the plague? Mm, Douche wears fur. <laughs> could, you, could you be slightly more specific <laughs> who's the plague steve <laughs> oh well the, the plague is apparently a super hacker uh the mer- mercenary working for this company um played it- by fisher stevens that's not Fisher Stevens. He doesn't even have an accent. I know, I know. I <laughs> he's, know. he's still very greasy, though. He is yeah. so greasy. Okay. Why is he always greasy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 10 years earlier in a little movie called Short Circuit, yes, he played <laughs> uh, a man of Hindu descent or Indian descent, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Remember when that was normal? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and spawned a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I would. Ref- I'll refer you to last month's selection, Dune June, where we did desert movies. Nair- like mostly, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Shakespearean actors. Yeah. <laughs> Almost yeah. entirely. Jake Gyllenhaal is the Prince of Persia. Perfect. Because <laughs> yeah. when I look at Jake Gyllenhaal, the first thing I think of is Persia. <laughs> <laughs> that that there is an Iranian boy for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, so the plague is called in to find out what's going on, and then as everyone down, oh man, these hack scenes are amazing. <laughs> oh, the plague's like entrance, like when he walks oh. up to Pendulette, he seems like, super hungover, yeah. and he like drops his fur coat, and Pendulette like, it's so subtle, but he just sort of does this. <sighs> yeah, well, he's also in like the like little roller skate shoes or whatever, oh, like the wheels he, on the he, wheels, he, he, he like glides he's, in. He's oh, was constantly it skateboard? skateboarding. Oh, okay. 
See, skateboarding was... in in situations where skateboarding is not called for. Well, because they're going to show he's a cool guy. Well, that's yeah. really any situation if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah. Skaters, you can write into the studio. At... <laughs> Hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. <laughs> so with this, this uh, little side note, Steve and I were talking about this the other day. It does feel weird to see guys in their 40s skateboarding down the street. And then we realize, oh no, these are the guys our age. <laughs> yeah. These are the guys we saw skateboarding in high school just 20 years later. And... These are our friends' older brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, before they like blew their knee out or their back or something. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not shaming it at all. I don't want it to come off that way. It's just that like, oh, what's that old dude doing on the skateboard? Oh, I am the old dude. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you for making me realize it. <laughs> that guy's eight months younger than I am. <laughs> so yeah. it's, like, it's like when your first pop culture reference doesn't land with anyone in the room. Oh. And you realize that you're the oldest person in there by a wide margin. Oh, as, yes. As somebody who loves the critic and Congo, I'm used to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how I got a second date with Steve was by making a, uh, a critic reference. Yeah. I got my husband by making Futurama references and I forgot... That I need to find a gif of of the critic doing the buy my book, buy my buy book, because <laughs> the book version of my podcast comes out next week. Yeah, Yay, congratulations! Thank you so much. Don't worry, we'll we'll get ample plugging for that in there. Uh, but where I'll can we go to it. pre-order that? <laughs> well, I recommend contacting your local bookseller from a safe distance because they need your love now more than ever. Uh, you can also order through bookshop.org, which is like a central clearinghouse for indie bookstores, or Amazon if you have to. If you absolutely have to. Um, yeah, feel free to uh, really promote the one that uh, get, gets you the better profit margins. We're all about that. Well, actually, yeah. the bookshop.org, the, the indie one, it's a buck uh, fifty cheaper there. So another reason to go oh. buy, a good reason to buy for there. And I'm saying that while that's against my own self-interest. So <laughs> well, yeah. I'd rather have you supporting the indie than me getting my whatever 15 cents that I'm going to get off of that. Help yourself and help Moxie. There you go. Woo! Buy my book! Buy my book! Buy my book! Buy my book! All right, where were we? Oh, yeah, hacking scenes that uh, look like a server <laughs> room's like out of Tron or something. Like, they. Okay, the, the room that Pendulette and uh, uh, the Plague are in, it, it's like. I don't know, it's trying to look like Minority Report or something, even though Minority Report was like 10 years later. <laughs> but it's oh, like what, all the like, glass it? and like. What's, that, what's the computer called? The. The, what? the Gibson in this. Oh, Gibson. It's yeah, a yeah, Gibson. Yeah. It's unhackable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically they're, uh, they're able to trace who's hacking in and uh, uh, Joey starts downloading a garbage file. But he's like, oh man, this looks big and starts downloading it on a floppy disk. But, uh, but he has to hide it because, you know, apparently he knows the cops are coming. It's just a matter of time, I guess. Uh, well, his mom comes in his room, so he's hiding it from her. Oh, that's right. She's like, hey, it's time for dinner. Are you on the phone? Get off that, Get off that computer. You're going to go blind. All that hacking off. Yeah. He just, he just won't drop it. It's always in his hands. Yeah. By the way, Joey's mom, also meth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Well, maybe. Meth, meth and red wine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, that's a combination. <laughs> One thing that's interesting about their all of the, the visuals of the interiors of the computer as things are happening, of which there's probably 15 solid minutes oh, minimum in the movie. At least. Not done with computers. <gasps> all all practical effects. What? Yeah, big like big acrylic lit 
columns and stuff. So it's all practical effects for the visualization of what computers look like and what the internet looks like. Oh, wow. Rather than being just a slightly chilly room full of big black servers. Dudes with uh, five o'clock shadows permanently. and <laughs> I'm just yeah. trying to grow it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, then we cut to a little later when uh, uh, Dade is introduced to Nikon. Who seems too old to be hanging out with a bunch of high school students. Okay. Am I the only one that came away with that impression? No, not at all. I was like, wait, why is Tony Todd hanging out with these kids? Right? <laughs> Especially when, like, at the beginning when he's, like, trying to... He's got, like, the hood over his head. And he's, like, doing the super deep voice, like, who dares to enter my realm? I'm like, if this is Candyman and I forgot. Fuck yes. <laughs> I thought he was taller. But yeah, basically... Did you know he got $1,000 for each bee sting he received when filming Candyman? Really? Nice. Yeah, he was he was willing to have the bees in his mouth and everything, but on the condition that he get uh, $1,000 per sting. And they used little baby bees that hadn't, you know, really didn't have a, a lot of sting to them. He still got stung, I think, 23 times, though. It's not bad. Not a bad day's work. Babe. Yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good bonus for a decent amount of pain. Babe, would you take that deal? I'm allergic to bees, so no. Oh, okay. Mm. How about you, Moxie? I am not allergic to bees, so yes. Because I, I kept bees for a little bit, and it hurts, but, you know, you get over it in about half an hour. I don't think I'm allergic to bees. It's been a while, but, um, if hey, you, let's, let's roll that one dice. way to find out. <laughs> if you were, you'd know. Yeah, true, true. If it hurts for more than half an hour afterwards, that's a good sign. Oh. Uh, you always want to put a paste of baking soda on it. Oh. There you go. Yeah, bee, bee or wasp stings, or or if something stung you and you didn't even see what it was, a paste of baking soda will make it feel better. Oh, see, it was always mud when I was growing up. It's like, That's like a... if you step on a bee at the park, because oh. there's nothing else around. <laughs> yeah, okay. At that point, maybe pee on it like a jellyfish. Well, I, I mean, obviously. That, that's pretty much my solution to anything. It's just, yeah, just pee, pee on, on it. it. Yeah, like, ah, oh, man, my ankle's a little sore. You know, it it, it, it works sometimes. <laughs> well, that's that that's that moist heat the physical therapist recommended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. some people use icy hot and anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we meet Nikon, uh we get the first uh Hack the Planet. Um <laughs> And I think this is where we're first introduced to uh Blade and uh Razor and Blade. Isn't that what this thing? Like they catch their little uh Oh yeah, yeah. They all go over to um oh, the guy with the dreadlocks. Nikon. No, they all go to, over to Nikon's house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's where we find out that uh, ha hacking isn't a crime, it's a survival trait. And uh, speaking of going rogue, I almost forgot. <gasps> babe. That's right. I'm a little parched. <gasps> oh, well, you should crack open one of those beverages, babe. Ooh, looks like from Rogue Brewing in Newport, Oregon, we have their Dreamland American Lager. Yeah. <laughs> this beer was born from a dream, a dream to renovate our home's Skate park. Oh wow, it's yeah, rare. Uh, skate park in Newport, Oregon, to give our community a safe and clean place to skate. The incredible people of Dreamland Skate Parks helped make our dream a reality, and with them, we want to help others realize theirs. So we brew Dreamland American Lager, a simple crisp lager, for which a portion of the proceeds will go towards building skate parks around the world. Welcome to Dreamland. See, we're helping out skate parks and didn't even know it. Woo! <laughs> and it all ties in. So send all your hate mail to EILF Movies. That's everything. Anyway. And let me while I pop my top. Ooh, my that's top. good ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> and the poor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a beautiful light straw colored beer. 
It's got an off-white foamy head with lots of tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles. Ooh, this is a very malt-forward aroma, especially for Rogue. They're known for the very hoppy beers. Of course, this is a lager. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, a little green apple, a little little bit of citrus and ready notes. But yeah, just nice, light, refreshing. Yes, it's like a, a really good version of an international lager. Yeah. Like a little hoppier, good uh, good malty backbone without being overpowering. This is a good all-day drinking beer. Indeed. Let's say check it out. And check out their cool little cans. It uh, yeah. looks like a little uh, skate park on acid. They got uh, a little Saturn, some alien and rockets and stuff. Fish swimming through the a sky. Pterodactyl. What is that? A cement mixer filled with honey? I yeah. mean, it might be honey. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's honey. <laughs> could, could, could be anything, really, but yeah. <laughs> Plants with eyeballs? Uh, Moxie, are you drinking anything on your end? Well, uh, when we tried to record uh, the other night, but I had a, a software issue, I had a um, had a beer from Smart Mouth, which I'd have to run and get out of the fridge. Uh, but no worries. Was it delicious? It's it's a real nice light, uh, what we call a lawnmower beer. So it's like the kind where you come in from working in the yard in the summertime, and you're all hot and sweaty, and you grab a cold beer, and you want a, just a real nice, light, cold, crisp beer. Excellent. All day drinking beer. Yeah. Yep. You do have to be careful with that term, uh, term in, on the West Coast, particularly like in San Francisco. A lawnmower beer is a beer that's uh, super grassy, has like a lot, a lot of hops in it. Oh, no, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not want a beverage that tastes like an angry hedge. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what they're going for. You know, something that'll take the enamel off your teeth. There you go. <laughs> if it ain't chunky, it's not a lawnmower beer. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Gross. Remember they had the competition with the homebrew club right oh, when we started and we well, were like, oh no, I, we I, might I, be in the wrong group. Yes, yeah, I think what the competition was, they were trying to develop a, like a all day drinker beer, but everybody took that as hoppy, 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 hoppy. And... <laughs> it has to look like grass clippings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a malty girl. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah, we were watching a miner take a shower. That's right. <laughs> uh, little Joey's just singing along, taking a shower. Walking uh, on sunshine. Oh. <laughs> I, feel mean, good. I know it's another song but that's just what i that's <laughs> what i was really picturing him actually saying Look the world, pretty baby. Anyway. <laughs> it was the 90s right yeah um but instead he's greeted a gunpoint as his house is being raided because <laughs> they're on to him basically uh the plague okay so the plague is like they found this guy you know this guy tried breaking in he's like oh this is perfect i can uh blame this hacker for uh these tankers that i'm gonna turn over for a 25 wait was it five million per tanker or something like that like 25 million dollar ransom that he was saying like if, yeah if... I, th- I think they had i think they had already siphoned off like office space style or superman three right? um okay. yep. yeah they'd already siphoned off like 25 a million dollars and they were going to get more from this like false flag tanker sinking convoluted nonsense that he had planned <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, it came out of nowhere and like i kept hearing like five million but then it was also like 25 million later on and it was like wait what? oh maybe it was like per tanker they were going to capsize and but yeah basically he's going to blame hackers for for his crimes because you know he's yeah, like you said, doing the uh, office space Superman three method of uh, yep. <laughs> getting just a little bit at a time, um, and this also uh, causes them to call in the Secret Service, big big hack coming in and uh, taking <laughs> over the investigation. And okay, 
We're also introduced to, um, I, I guess, the Plague's uh, contact with the company he's working with, played by Lorraine Bracco. Mm-hmm. His boss. There, Yeah, there is some absolutely horrible ADR in the oh. scene where they're, like, going through the mall and stuff. Oh, it's... The post-production sound? Yeah. It It's difficult, because, like, I know she's not that bad an actress, but, like, she's trying to do an accent that she obviously doesn't know what to do. And so she can't get the lines out because she can't figure out how to do the accent. And it's like, then don't do the accent! <laughs> there just seemed to be a lot of, of post-production dubbing in the movie. Not not just her, but other people. So I'm wondering if they just didn't get good sound the first time. Yeah, and then I can see that, like, in the mall scene, like, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of echoing and background noise and stuff like that, too. I also think it's a lot of, like, wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Our... Our hacker contact tells me that doesn't make sense. Maybe we got to put something else in there. Like, okay, we can work that out. I'm also going to point out here, I should have pointed out earlier, but um, like the scene with Joey where he's getting hauled off out of the shower by the FBI. I did really appreciate. So earlier when they all go over to Nikon's house uh, to watch the hackers, before the hackers hack into the feed, they're watching the news. And it's the FBI agent talking about how hackers are bad and all of that cut to when joey's getting arrested that's when he does that interview they're yeah. watching yep. joey get arrested and not even realize it. oh yeah that's true yep, yep, yep. yeah, I didn't get, yeah that's and right. i did really really appreciate that okay yeah okay because mm-hmm. i saw that too and i thought like maybe that's just like his canned speech that he has anytime he's in front of a camera or something like yeah, that no but, it's uh, but yeah it was the right background and everything too yeah so. yeah it's like like so just like two inches off camera joey's getting drugged down the stairs yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is the, the head of the Secret Service that's being interviewed or whatever. Uh, but also, we're introduced to Secret Service agent Mark Anthony. Woo! <laughs> and he just seems really... Like, what is his purpose in this movie? I think he's supposed to be the FBI's hacker, but like, I think the idea is that as much of a nerd he is within the FBI, he's like not even on the same levels as, as all these freelancers. Yeah. And he also seems to be kind of like, like every once in a while, he's like, Hey, these kids are all right. That kind of thing. But then it's mm-hmm. like, but they are committing crimes. So that's kind of your job too. You know? Heist crimes. <laughs> the, the whole power structure is weird because why is the secret service taking orders from a private citizen and a private business? No idea. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and they might also have had him because they needed to infiltrate uh, high school so they can send him in you know, into the high school with a music band shirt and a skateboard over his shoulder like Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And this, this is where the plague, the plague and the Secret Service basically raid Dade's house because they're like, wait, hackers are involved. And this guy just moved to town. It's got to be him. <laughs> yeah, basically, the plague like talks to him and he's like, hey, you know, you can... You can help us out or, you know, you can hang out here and do whatever you're going to do. But uh, this is where I was like, why wouldn't they just be offering him a job? Like, hey, you're 18. You're not really supposed to be touching a cell, uh, you know, a landline or anything like that. Come work for us, man. We pay well, you know. It it just even get the, I don't know, man, that that doesn't sound like me. That sounds like a sellout or something. (laughs) But yeah, nothing like that. Like the plague's basically just like, hey, play ball, you know. We're, all, we're we're samurai you know we're we're the the new the new oh, guns yeah, of the everything, west everything and... about his little speech was so right. forced so yeah. purple it was just like you're really not though you're 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 just like one step off chartered accountant in terms of coolness <laughs> hey now no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, I, so i know the um the plague can't hire any of the hackers because they'll figure out his scheme 
he can't yeah. have anybody yeah, who is sense. as capable as him on staff. Like, obviously, Pendulette's not even on his level because Pendulette's not even, like... Pe- Pendulette's who it. called him in and be mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, like, Pendulette can identify the problems, but he doesn't seem to know what the solutions are. Yeah, yeah I kind of got that, like, um, Pendulette was sort of just, like, like the head, like, the head, shoot, what do you call it? Like, head of engineering oh, kind yeah. of a thing. Like, he can go in and actually fix the mechanical problems. He yeah. He's sort of, like technically the plague's boss but the plague is like just you know so outclasses everybody else in terms of knowledge you know specifically for computers and stuff specifically for the software it's like hey if the elevator's down i can fix that if Mm -hmm. you know the the guardrail on the stairs a little loose i can tighten it down Mm -hmm. oh something's wrong with the computer that's not my field of expertise yeah like i can do i can do some basic stuff but when it comes to like reprogramming you know all of it this is the guy that was that was the vibe i got i'm probably thinking more about this movie than anybody who wrote the movie there you go. <laughs> yeah, because he he was dressed like a security guard, but he was clearly yeah. the IT guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I kind of got that he was like the head of engineering. Like he's the guy who call you know he brings the Avengers together, but he's not the expert in <laughs> Wait, anything in particular. Are you calling him Nick Fury? No, I'm calling him, who's the head of Shield. Nick Fury. No, the other guy, the white guy, Coulson. Oh, Coulson. Coulson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Coulson. He's uh, not okay. cool enough to be Nick Fury. <laughs> are you saying the plague is Nick Fury? <laughs> The plague is Nick Fury. <laughs> no, he's not charismatic. And uh, Agent Mark Anthony is Hawkeye. <laughs> I mean, well, right. they're both about as effective. Yeah, see? Adventures, right. <laughs> you hacks. No. Uh, so then we cut in on a wet dream of a teenager as uh, Dade is having a little dream where uh, Kate just breaks into his room and starts writing him, and the cops come in and pull her away. Easy titties. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he just wakes up. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so then it's uh then it's time to go to a party. Woo <laughs> a party For which I think the uh the movie spent their entire like music licensing budget on that one scene. Oh yeah. Because well. it was real back of the catalog stuff for the rest of the film. Because they spent all their money on that that one song. Yeah. Wait, what song was it? I forget, but it was like super nineties. <laughs> Again, I can't say cliche because it was just reality at the time. No. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so I, think, I think it was. I think it was connected. My my brain was trying to say ready to go, and I'm like, yes, most movies it would have been ready to go. Yeah, uh, but uh, from this party at Kate's house, we then smash cut to an AA meeting that Joey has to go to for whatever reason because apparently he's an addict. That's why he's on the computer. Um, and, but you know, we get a nice little scene where Joey's out there like, they say I'm an act, but I'm not an act because he's like taking a drink of coffee and oh smoking God. a cigarette and stuff. I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm not, I'm not addicted to computers. I just, does anybody have more coffee? <laughs> I am also going to need like three more packs of cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean it, it, it's a funny little thing, but it's like, uh, okay, why, why are we leaving the party for that? Like, wh- well, to show that he's, uh, the, the government's making him go to this. He's like, I'm just here because the government says I have to. Because like, oh, he's a still a minor. He's still a minor. Yeah, so, okay. But like, to show how different the, their lives are, like they get to keep living their regular hacker life. He's having to do all these government-mandated things. Okay. He can't go to the party because uh, Big Brother said no. What do you mean? AAs are, AA meetings are always a party. <laughs> right? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, Dade and the crew, they're wandering around Kate's house, uh, and they find her new super sweet computer oh man oh snap and then uh and then the line is uttered 
I'll bet it looks crispy in the dark. Yeah, because those are words people would say. Yeah. So they turn out the lights. <laughs> All right. Like, as a girl who grew up a California girl, somebody was trying to make crispy a thing for, like, six months. But it just never caught on. But That's like. So fetch. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop using fetch it's not gonna happen like so in california there's a the very distinct norcal and socal i'm a norcal girl hella is a big thing and so uh, i do remember there was a thing like oh it's hella crispy what are you fucking talking about <laughs> yes this kfc chicken is hella crispy right? <laughs> oh it was it, it then devolved there was a brief moment where it devolved into like oh that's hella church's chicken what crispy what <laughs> Well, that's that's worse than Cockney rhyming slang. Oh, yeah, <laughs> bored. Where, where you need to put shoes on your plates of meat. Bored, uh, bored farm kids. Oh, I don't know. You're you're talking about one of Izzy's favorite movies now, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. We both Blani, Rubble, Trouble. Oh, okay. Why didn't you say that? <laughs> exactly. It's like having a conversation with my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so so they want to check out this super crispy computer in the dark. And so they turn out the lights, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then, boom, Acid Burn comes in with her boyfriend. They just start making out right there. And they just sit and watch for a little bit until, mm-hmm. you know, they're just like, hey, how's it going? Like, oh, oh, sorry. Wait, what are you guys doing in my my room checking out my computer? You're oh. not elite enough for my computer. Yeah. <laughs> and it says something about her her opinion of her boyfriend that she immediately gets off of him so she can show off her computer to these other guys. <laughs> He's like, babe, you going to hang out here all day, all night? And she's kind of like, yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So they, they talked about that early on when they were at the uh, the the punk kids bar arcade. Yeah, yeah. And they were making. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and she was making out with him on his motorcycle. And they were like, well, who's that? That's her boyfriend. Well, what does he do? That's all he does. He's just there to look good. Yeah. <laughs> she just ha- she keeps him around for the aesthetic. <laughs> what if it was Agent Mark Anthony the whole time? Oh, my God. Just he's going undercover. deep undercover. Oh, yeah. he got deep in there. Yeah, he did. What? <laughs> Man's got a job to do. That's right. <laughs> Next, I'm going to investigate J-Lo. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so basically, uh, we, we, this is also where we find out that Kate is acid burn. Your acid burn? You kicked me out of derp, derp, derp systems. Like, oh, that was you? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Mm. Uh, and one thing that bothered me during that encounter was the computer monitor was projecting the screen onto his face, yeah. which is not how that works but it also managed to project it onto 270 degrees of his head yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sides and everything yeah. uh, i think it's also where we get the like uh like dade's like using her computer to do something and uh she's like i hope you don't screw like you type okay super fast and a little inaccurate <laughs> <laughs> super fast and efficient <laughs> Using to, using most using all of my fingers, maybe. Yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> From a seated position. <laughs> Wait, no. Uh, With bad workplace mechanics. Yeah, my my ergonomics are way off. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a contest because they're like, "No, I'm the best hacker. No, I'm the best hacker. I do what I want." Um, and basically, this is where they uh, they decide they're going to hassle Richard Gill, who's the head of the the Secret Service that's trying to investigate them or. You know, investigate the hacking in general, I guess. Um, 
and we get a little montage where it's like his credit cards gets destroyed uh personal ads are put on like fetish websites or i guess craigslist or something of 95 mm-hmm. he gets arrested and i'm like oh shit this is this is gonna get dark soon smash cut to them just saying like oh yep he's deceased now and it's like yep what the fuck guys <laughs> he's dead i made him dead yeah and that's gonna take years to correct oh absolutely like sorry man it says here you're dead well i'm right fucking here <laughs> yeah well the computer says uh yeah so they decide they tie um and i guess there's some sort of tiebreaker that they don't really decide on what it is at this point they just mention it's going there's going to be one um but this is also where we get a little glimpse into acid's dream where she wakes up i don't know kind of enjoying a yeah a little uh a little oh. date ravishing yeah i refuse to believe teenagers are this upset by their sex dreams yeah uh, uh, <laughs> when you say upset <laughs> so trying to disturb and arouse dr vinkman yeah <laughs> cleanup may be involved uh, <laughs> so, oh yeah the plague is like still trying to like tell dade like hey help us out here here's a cool little laptop uh this is what all the cool hackers are doing get that money son um <laughs> joey uh gets ungrounded but is of course being tailed by the secret service oh that's right and then we get a, a little okay so we get this little scene where uh yeah joey's being tailed but um we we're in a dream that the freak is having where like the cops are like raiding and it's busted and take him take him away and blah blah and he wakes up oh 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 god that was freaky oh her door's kicked down and right on the ground everybody down the body's all, all around quote the spice girls right and so it's like a real raid and he's like wait is this real what's going on is this the real life? is this just fantasy? and they always bust into those kids apartments like they're looking for scarface oh yeah right? get on the ground get your hands off the keyboard god for little for little privileged white kids this is a lot of force yeah uh, freak is in jail he's got the one phone call I'm like oh this is why it's a con air prequel this is how sally can't yeah. dance gets in there all right the thing he does though uh with the other phone where he's got the little recording of the high-pitched tones mm-hmm. to make uh free long distance calls that's called freaking and that is a legit thing that people were able to do with mm-hmm. the older phone systems oh, i didn't know it was called because if you could generate a tone at 2600 uh kilohertz it would disconnect the call as far as the computer knew, so you weren't charged for it, but the person would, act- would still actually be connected. And there was a little plastic whistle that was given out in Captain Crunch cereal at one point oh, that shit. tweeted at 2600 hertz and people could use to get free long distance. Nice. So uh. when I was a kid, my parents had a, a, a cockatiel, the little ones, not the cockatoo, a, a little cockatiel, bird star, who was like 20-something years old. Uh, his previous owner had taught him to squawk at that pitch. Yeah. Nice. Well, you got <laughs> some use out of him. <laughs> he was an asshole. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my opinion of most birds with their talons and their beaks and their wee beady eyes. That's oh right. yeah. Oh, he was he was the he was the kind of cockatiel where you just walk by the cage and he would just hiss at you. <sighs> it's like, dude, yeah, I, I live here. <laughs> you are a guest. <laughs> The bird lived to be 28 years old. Uh, that's it? 
Mm-hmm. And then they talk about parrots being like 90 years, 90 years oh, old. And it's like, why? It's a cockatiel. It's the one's only like six inches tall. Oh, all right. Uh, oh yeah. So, so Freak gets his one call and he calls up acid and is basically like, freak on. It's basically like, I don't know what's going on, but we're all getting raided. And, uh, they're asking me about some disc and, uh, what was the name? Like some garbage file or something. I like, oh, so, um, there was like some key. Da Vinci. There. Da Vinci. Yeah. Yeah. Da Vinci virus. And so, I don't know what's going on, but, uh, you, uh, you need to check this thing out and get data on it and blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they very wisely put all of their fingerprints on the disc. Yeah. Yes. Everybody touch everything. Yeah. There was a lot of that going on. I'm like, well, okay, let's say yeah, like you're all going to jail. That's just all there is to it. You know who hasn't touched that disc? The guy who's walk away with twenty five million dollars. And but uh, yeah, so Acid goes to uh, talk to Dade and uh, basically like, hey, you should help us out. Like, I I can't be involved in this. I can't have a record. No college will want me. And I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> you were like, Look, not five minutes ago. You had a man declared dead. Yeah, like okay for if, funsies. If you don't want to go to jail, cool. I get that. Don't hide behind. Oh, I'm gonna go to college. Cool. Where are you applying for? That doesn't matter. College is a construct. Yeah, uh, but yeah, basically uh, checks the disc, um, finds out that oh wow, this is you know some serious shit. This virus thing, blah blah blah, and a cover up. Basically, the plague's like, all right, how do I get him to work for me? Oh, I'm gonna set up his mom because you know yeah. computers don't lie. She's got like, uh, what was it like? Oh yeah, she's got a record for like prostitution. She's wanted in like Washington or yeah. something, and like four other states. Oh, and, and she's gonna like she she was caught possessing a kilo of heroin or yeah, something and yeah. cr- across state lines and, and he's like yeah just give me the disc and uh, this can all go away and it'll be great and so for some reason dade's like okay cool and he's like standing there standing there in the you know back alley of nowhere apparently because no one lives in new york city apparently mm-hmm. in that block and then we get a skate by pickup where there's like a limousine and the plague is like hanging on the window alongside. <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> so, and I'm just like, like, get in the limo. Yeah. Well, and I'm just like, okay, well, that skateboard's probably going to catch like a loose, uh, loose sidewalk. Right. Thing oh, thing or whatever. It's like, whoop, ass over tea kettle, <laughs> possibly under a tire. Uh, roll credits, everybody. No, what did, what did they used to call it when the kids would, uh, would hang on to the back of cars like when they were roller skating or... marty mcflying no i don't know no there's like a name for it but yeah there's a reason why they like outlawed it because it's terribly terribly dangerous because you will die. and his, his little hanging on the the limo thing is not as cool because he begins to lose momentum as soon as he lets go mm-hmm. and so the limo has to slow down so yeah. that he can then catch slow back down up so to it. he can grab the board get in the car it, it's like a off, really yeah. sad midlife crisis yeah it's pretty <laughs> weird but you know whatever um, so then we get another uh, hacking montage where Dade's like trying to look into the the stuff he downloaded off the disc, and he's like, "Oh, it's a worm, and it looks like it's got over twenty million dollars going to the Swiss bank account." And uh, oh my god, the plague is trying to set us all up on this. Dun dun dun. <laughs> and all oh, this is also where we find out, like, oh, how do you know all this stuff? Like, well, I was zero cool. Like, what? You're zero cool? Oh man, legend. Fifteen hundred oh. systems. Fifteen hundred and seven. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think this is also where he says something like, There goes MIT. I'm like they'll they'll still take you, I think. <laughs> right? Just gotta fill out an application and show them what you can do. Yeah. Anyway, uh so yeah, so 
so now they're joining forces all the hackers all the all the good hackers are joining forces for this big hack but first they got to go dumpster diving to i guess look for passwords i don't know yeah i don't know (laughs) oh but okay dade and kate they jump in a dumpster and they're looking through all the papers i guess looking for logins or something and then security guy's like hey you guys get out of there Kate pulls out a flare gun and like shoots his car, and makes it explode. I'm like, well, you're going to jail. Cool. <laughs> now nah, her mom is rich. She'll be fine. Yeah. Oh. That is true. In, in that, in the dumpster full of full of all shredded paper, except the papers they need, which are conveniently still whole. Yeah. yeah. You know who would actually play uh, Kate's mom in this? Huh. Becky from Full House. Oh. Lori, Lori Lachlan. Yeah, Lori Lachlan would totally play her mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or and Kathleen his, Turner, <laughs> and her dad would be Antonio Banderas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Kathleen Turner's valuable with for any property. They should be so lucky as to have Kathleen Turner. That's right. right. Oh uh, no, the dad's John Voight. <laughs> the real dad. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, luckily she gets a. That won't get though. awkward on set. <laughs> puts me it puts me in mind of her snogging her brother on the mouth at the Oscars. Ugh, yeah. The whole Billy Bob thing, and yeah, yeah. Angelina Jolie married um, what's his uh, Miller? John, Johnny Lee yeah. Miller. Yep, Dave. Johnny Lee Miller. So they they got married six months after uh, making the movie, and uh, according to the New York Times, Jolie wore black rubber pants and a white shirt with a groom's name written in her blood across the back. Hot. They divorced three uh, three years later. Yeah, and <laughs> I cu- I couldn't figure out like why Johnny Lee Miller looked familiar to me. And why he sounded like he was trying to do an impression of Matthew Broderick in a gangster movie? It's Sick Boy from Transpotting. Yeah, it'll. And I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. No wonder his accent's so inconsistent. It's not his accent. Yep. And something more current. Uh, he's uh, the Sherlock Holmes guy on Elementary, right? The... I didn't realize we'd gotten to fun facts, super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. We're, uh, we're speckling them throughout. It the is country. always <laughs> super fun facts. That's right. The fun facts never sleep. Also, fun fact, I wrote that song myself. <laughs> you should be very proud. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, so they're starting this whole hack thing. Uh, the Da Vinci virus is launched and the boats start capsizing and all that stuff. Secret Service puts out arrest warrants for all the hackers, even though they really don't have a whole lot to go on. Uh, they all meet in the subway and, like, there's the, the row of um, uh, pay phones or whatever that they're all, like, logging into. Yep, hacking at the train station. Yep. Oh, okay. This brings me to a very important question. What's that? How are they hooking up their computers, their modems, to payphones? Don't don't worry about it. Uh, the, uh, generators. Boom. A wizard did it. Yep. Yep. Okay, a wizard did it. I accept Magic. that. Magic. <laughs> this uh, this happens a lot in nineties movies. Yeah. Oh, and they've also convinced uh, Razor. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, Razor and Blade to help him out with this big hack thing, and you, you now know. I love their aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Parti- yeah. Particularly, I don't know which is which, but particularly the 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 one with the the heavier makeup on. Uh, that was a great look. Yeah, I can dig it. <laughs> oh, and then okay, and then and then there's the scene where like we we swear it was Rage Against the Machine at some party that they were. Uh, there was like the band or oh, whatever they were yeah. at. Oh, it was uh, Urban Dance League. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. We, we we had look it up too, but it was like I thought for totally sure it was Rage. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, not this time, unfortunately. 
Yeah, we have a. Uh... Though, though it's been funny seeing people on Twitter being like, "Oh, I liked the band before they got political." What machine did you think they were raging against? <laughs> right? The dishwasher. Right. Rage against the dishwasher. Rage against the toaster. <laughs> Killing Fuck you! The I neighbor. won't send it. I won't send it to delegates. Hey, wait, wait. That's a washing machine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, so yeah, they convince uh, Razor and Blade and their supervillain setup basically to help them out, and they're gonna form an electronic army to go up against uh, the plague and the Secret Service and blah blah blah. And that's right, that's when they get to Grand Central Station, set everything up, um, and we see Dade's little eye thingy that he uses oh, for hacking. And I'm like, what? Oh, what the hell? Because that's because that's inconspicuous. Yeah. Also, what does it do? I mean, really. Well, it helps him see the internet, Steve. In in three D, like what? it's like Chekhov's eye thingy. You know, if you're going to show it, you have to show us what it looks like on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like is that how he communicates with the Borg or something? Like I, I don't need any of that. They send a cookie virus, um, and there's a whole bunch of system jargon going on that I'm like, okay, I'm out. Um, <laughs> and then and then basically it looks like they're like going into Tron and. You know, just going like from building to building again. Like you were saying with the practical effects, which I'm like, I'll have to watch it again just to see if, yeah, see if I can like, oh yeah, I guess that might be. But I, I swear it was just you know, yeah, basic squares and stuff like in no, 1995 CG wouldn't have looked, would not have looked that good. The Matrix is only four years later. Jurassic Park was two years four earlier. Y- four years later on a computer is a huge amount of time and do you think this thing had the budget of jurassic park and half of the dinosaurs you saw in jurassic park were practical effects anyway i'm pretty sure spielberg directed wait hold on nope never mind he didn't do this one (laughs) (laughs) he was saving them for minority report that's right they had to get his uh, non-union mexican equivalent senior spielbergo (laughs) angelina jolie is bueno El Fisher Stevens uh, es muy diablo. <laughs> oh, speaking of stereotypes, uh, they all start joining in on the electronic army from around the world <laughs> as they're uh, they're hacking in. Oh, we get super sensitive cultural stereotypes. <laughs> but it was egalitarian in terms of gender. There you go. Oh, so. yeah. So on the balance. Yeah. And this is where like all the hacking montages are going on and I see Izzy is not not doing well at all and i'm like babe what's wrong she's like i'm getting car sick i'm getting car sick. oh yeah because they did they did that that rotating shot where they're in a in a separate booth like in the middle of of space and going around and around yeah that could see that totally giving a person vertigo (laughs) yeah totally yeah Yeah, so the secret service they're raiding grand central station and they get to where they've traced them and they're gone just just hanging receivers just Gone in the wind. And then uh, we cut back to Plague. I, I guess he's playing Call of Duty or something. Right? <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like hacking or whatever, but he's like, yeah, fuck you. I got you, you son of a bitch. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the best. Uh. <laughs> His life would be so much better once Xbox Live arrived. Right? <laughs> it's like, screw this corporate gig. I'm gonna just going to shoot up the leaderboards. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, they, they get through. The ships are saved and balance out. Uh, this, all the servers there at uh, MacGuffin Industries or whatever gets fried. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you're still wanted criminals, though. So, you know, <laughs> you're going to jail. 
<laughs> if not just for questioning and all that. Uh, no way. We already did our high fives. Everything's cool. Yeah, yeah. Roll yeah. credits, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's where we get the thing where like uh, Dave gets arrested and he's hanging out the window. Hack the planet! Check the trash can! Hack the planet! Oh, <laughs> they're, they're just trying to shut down our trash! Our kitties all immediately start looking around. There's trash! Yeah. <laughs> So Our ser- kitties love trash. So, so serial killer puts it together and goes yeah. and finds the disc everyone's looking for. And which I think was a lucky long shot. Oh, absolutely! Like, I, like you could you could probably tell him like, hey, there is a disc that I need you to grab in the trash can over there. Go get it, and he'd be like distracted halfway through, like, oh, shiny, oh, it's so sparkly, <laughs> crispy, G <Jeez>, scoop. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Matthew Lillard will always be shaggy to me. <laughs> I mean, man's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. So, so they start interrogating all the other hackers they did catch. Um, and, uh, Dade's basically like, it was me. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> Reference achieved. <laughs> it's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, you know, like it was me, it wasn't her, it wasn't any of those other guys hanging out with me. I told them to keep getting away from me. They're they're cramping my style. Oh, Pendulette couldn't find his ass with both hands. Ah. Yeah. Basically, there's like a global hack of all television or whatever. Even TVs that aren't on. Don't worry about Mm -hmm. it. Yep. Your Um, TV will turn on. They've hacked that. Yep. (laughs) And it reveals the plan like, uh, oh, yeah, someone has been stealing $25 million from MacGuffin Industries. Who could it be? The Plague or whatever his real name is, like Benson Greenberg. Oh, yeah. Eugene. That's right. (laughs) And and while he's in bed with Lorraine Bracco and like they're both names, she just hops up like, oh, my God, we're dead. (laughs) Eugene. Glasses over and he's gone. Gone. <laughs> like there, he's there, a ghost. There's like a dust ghost where he used to be. <laughs> and then uh, Smash got to him like on a plane, dressed as you know, like cosplaying as Einstein or something. And a uh, Secret Service guy pops up behind him. Surprise! Well, no, he's super. He's super lamely used the fake name Babbage, who is one of the progenitors of computer technology, because he thinks he's so clever. Don't you mean babbage? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 it's babbage. Oh, okay. <laughs> Been saying it wrong for years. Damn it. Yeah, so then uh, then we cut back to Dade and Kate on their first date. Aww. Aww. And down like, okay, this is the worst makeup yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, did you think Did you think he was also wearing a dress? I kind of did too. Because yeah. we thought we, he was wearing a dress as well. Yeah. You know, and it would have been better if they were both wearing dresses, right? Yeah. Well, especially since they then both just go swimming. They found that rooftop pool they were talking about. And, yeah. then, and how much trouble did it look like Johnny Lee Miller was having treading water in oh, all his clothes? Oh, I, I, he, he was sure, inches from drowning the entire time. I'm sure the first two takes he damn near drowned. And the, like somebody dove it. Pendulet dove in and saved him and resuscitated him. It was very cute. <laughs> but yeah, so, so they're like, yeah, swimming underwater and making out and blah, blah, blah. And then you get like 
in the background you see like i don't know the twin towers or whatever saying crash and burn <laughs> okay it wasn't a twin towers it was like an apartment building or something but <laughs> and it's like ah great he hacked their lights start talking about the weird dreams and making out some more roll credits oh no it was terrible what was the terrible song it was the one like um as soon as like the other singer came in i was like wait is that jermaine from flight of the concords <laughs> uh, it dancing wasn't low great. on the beat on my feet yeah. or something like that i love you today Uh, but yeah that's hackers ladies would you recommend this movie if you're feeling an intense 90s nostalgia and can't find anything better then yes all right how about you babe yeah i mean i feel like this is a little slice of what people thought hackers were doing like (laughs) when the internet became a thing like i remember there was a point when I was taking like a typing class in high school and it was like, if you can use a keyboard, you're a hacker. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that's not, I'm pretty sure not I'm not Damn a you, Jurassic Park. Like, <laughs> whoever said that also doesn't know the difference between a hacker and a cracker. Yeah. A, ha- a hacker has nefarious intent. A cracker is White House. They're a white hat. Excuse me. They're doing something productive or at least, you know, kind of a, on the side of the good guys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so like as as somebody who in 1999 started to learn HTML so I could build a website, like yeah. everybody's like, oh, you know everything about computers. By the way, apparently in 2020, I'm still the only person, the most people I know, who knows, quote, everything about computers. I still don't know much more than HTML code. <laughs> I can Google I, stuff. I can make a hell of an angel fire page, though. Oh, yeah. GeoCities, baby. Yeah, all day. <laughs> you want that glitter that follows your uh, cursor around? Absolutely. And the gif- the gifts of the of the candles, do those all across the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh and those little fairy sprite gifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And st- spinning. It's got to have something. Something's got to be spinning oh, on there all the time. Oh, and then uh, of course, if you're really edgy, you do like 35 pop-ups on your front page because it's funny. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> We're hackers, babe. <laughs> but yeah, so I would, I would, I would recommend this because this is what this is one of those uh, what people think I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> what I'm really doing: drinking Mountain Dew yeah. and eating Doritos. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I'd recommend Hackers. Is there a more 90s movie out there? This is definitely high in the running. I mean, I, I feel spe- especially visually. Tank girl? No. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. The cyberpunk thing is is very nineties, but I don't. Clueless. I think like uh, singles. Is the other end. Yeah, clueless. Is the preppy? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, right. we got to break our nineties lineup for all <laughs> all those kids I went to school with who were like, oh my god, I was born in the wrong decade. The nineties were so great. I'm like. <laughs> oh 
watch Batman and Robin. Child. No, um. <laughs> oh, oh, my sweet summer child. Uh, I mean, I did get the joy of having a pogo ball, but you know, other <laughs> those things were too. sweet yeah. until the, until the day you tried to use it in bare feet. Yeah, don't use it in bare feet, and then the, the day it blows out is a day where you will have scraped knees and you will cry a lot, both for the pogo ball and because you fucking fell on your ass. There you go. With force. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and I did have a skip it. Oh, yes. Yeah, also it. good. Oh, I was so good at the skip it. No wonder I was skinny. Like, I would just do like 900 rounds of skip it just because I was bored. Is that what we need to do? You start skipping it down and uh, yeah. down the street and back? Oh, you can just do it standing in place. I could do it in the nook. There you go. <laughs> I wish I could. Damn, like, seven-foot ceiling. Anyway. As long as you've got three feet in each direction, you are good to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then Steve is actually six-foot-eight, so he needs, like, seven-foot clearance. (laughs) At least. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, hackers, recommend all around. Um, Yeah, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have more beer, fun facts, and what we learned from hackers. Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Jason. And we host a podcast called Four Screens and Country. And what do we do on this podcast? Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time, as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So, with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Hey, everyone! You're invited to Harpy, Harpy Hour. Hour. I'm Tracy. I'm Liz. I'm Steph. We are the Harpies. And Harpy Hour is our new podcast featuring ridiculous stories in history, science, and entertainment. Were you ever suspicious that pigeons were secretly spying on you? How do you know who to eat first if you survive a shipwreck? Do problematic musicals send you into an uncontrollable rage? If so, then Harpy Hour might be your new favorite podcast. That's H-A-R-P-Y for Harpy, and new episodes air every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on all social media at Harpy Hour Pod. And check us out on harpyhourpodcast.com. Okay, bye! I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels. Not the feels. Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey, guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Coming to you, Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we... I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page 
is on Podbean. And you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. This is Eric Avari, and you are listening to Everything I Learned from Movies. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she's in it. They get better every week. Yeah. Uh, definitely check out Your Brain on Facts uh, podcast. Uh, <clears throat> but man, all this hacking, I'm a little parched. You got any uh, Mountain Dew or Jolt Cola or <laughs> preferably something alcoholic with you? Uh, uh, we, and we were keeping count of the product placement in this film. <laughs> oh, man. If Surge, if Surge ever uh, sponsored a movie. <laughs> Steve, I was is... expecting Josta, the one with like the Puma yes, on Yes. Oh, we Jesus. were just talking about that with the Gorana root. Oh, that used exactly. to make me so sick. Yeah. <laughs> Now, all right, greatest 90s memory. That means it's working. I remember I was in middle school and the Citra truck came to our school. <laughs> it was, what was Citra? Citra was, uh, I mean, it was just like a citrus one, but it was like opaque. Like, it was like lemonade looking. Oh, like like it was almost milky? Like you couldn't yeah. see through it? Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they handed out keychains and t-shirts and... I try to think. There's one that they still make that it was very much like, um, but I'm it's I'm blanking on it right now. Yeah. Squirt. It was like Squirt. It was like Coke's oh. answer to Squirt. Yeah, okay. But okay. yeah. Remember, um, what was it? Orbits. Oh yeah. yes. Where it had the, the little like jelly balls Floating that were neutrally it. buoyant, so they stayed suspended. Yeah, yeah, the chunks. I mean, later we would know those as bobas, but <laughs> when that came out, man, that was a big one. <laughs> Jeez. Oh look! Well, I found something else. Uh, oh. Natural cola. Uh, from Great Basin Brewery in Reno, uh, is Reno or Sparks, Nevada? Marshall on Mars! Oh, <laughs> Reno and Sparks, there we go. Oh, it's right Reno on the Sparks neighborhood. Uh, we have their Outlaw Milk Stout. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. I love a milk stout. Our award-winning oatmeal milk stout blends rolled oats and an array of pale, roasted, and caramel malts to yield a wonderfully rich velvet texture. Your mm. reward is an exceedingly smooth and enigmatic delight. Sure to satisfy the most discerning palates. 5.2% alcohol by volume. My jingly keys allow me to pop my top. Oh, his top. Nice. Those down. (laughs) And the pour. Oh, wow. Oh, that is a nice dark beer. Unfortunately, we're pouring this into an opaque glass, so I can't see if it's got ruby highlights. But, uh, ooh, that uh, it has a very dark chocolate-colored head that dissipated quickly. I'm going to guess yeah. that's due to alcohol. That's only 5%, it said here. Uh, it might be the lactose uh, Maybe. causing it to... Well, the lactose... That, wouldn't that dissipate the bubbles? Or... Maybe, but well, like usually when you're adding like powdered milk in that, doesn't that add protein, which increases head retention? Mm. Oh, we're getting into beer knowledge. I don't know, but yeah, nice little... Uh... Wow, yeah, you got a little roasted, roastiness, Ooh, yeah. a little, yeah, that milky sweetness. Yeah, it's almost got like a like a bitter chocolate aroma, but yeah, yeah it's really nice and mild. It's good balance. Very chocolatey. Mm, this is delicious. Mm. Great Sounds Basin good. Brewing. Yeah, I remember in the uh, the brewery there, we had a couple of these, but I think after like two pints or so, the 
lactose started messing with us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're not necessarily lactose intolerant per se, but uh, the, this is a rich beer. This is definitely yeah. not a drinking all day beer. This is a have this uh, with your dessert. Have yeah. this uh, in celebration. Yeah. Have this a, as a nightcap. <laughs> it's Great Basin's Outlaw Milk Stout. Uh, Moxie, do you have a beverage? Yes, I, I went and got my Smart Mouth Alter Ego Saison Farmhouse Ale, which Ooh. clocks in at, why is it yellow on a white background? Clocks in at, okay, there's the original gravity. Oh my God, who designed this can? Well, it's got some booze in it, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably about 4 or 5%, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty light, easy drinking, and uh, it would take a couple in quick succession to really get you there. Nice. Excellent. Uh, so I know sometimes Saisons can be almost sweaty tasting. <laughs> Is this more like on the peppery end, or more on the lemony end, or more like on the horse blankety end? Okay, it's never been my occasion to put a horse blanket in my mouth. <laughs> I would say more toward the lemony, because certainly if it were sweaty, that would also be... Well, it would give me pause. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just its just not an appealing way to describe things. But that aroma does come up in yeast and comes up in beer oh, flavors, absolutely. and there's not yeah. a better description of it. <laughs> and I know, like, with Saisons, there was a trend there where, like, horse blanket was supposedly a positive... Well, it's because um, everybody loves Simcoe. Yeah, everybody just wants everything to taste like a skunk in the back of a horse. And as a girl who grew up on a farm... I'm skunk in the back of a horse? <laughs> like the back of a horse that's been skunked. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, that poor skunk. As somebody who grew up on a farm, I'm just not fond of those flavors. <laughs> so now we've got horses and skunks. This is getting out of hand. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I have actually reviewed a beer uh, saying, well, it tastes like the inside of Barbie's purse. <laughs> That is phenomenal. <laughs> but you know that that flavor comes right to the front of your brain when you say that, right? I, I've never I've never experienced it, and yet I can imagine it completely. Yeah, that plasticky, vinyl-y, yeah, it's not, not wanted. Nice. Anyway, Steve, would you happen to have any fun facts, super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts? I do! <gasps> uh, do you have additional facts as well, Moxie? Uh, is the space pope reptilian? <laughs> I'm going to assume That's a yes, yes for my, my Futurama <laughs> nerds out there. Excellent. Well, yeah, we can go uh, we can go back and forth if you'd like. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, ladies, what do you think the critics thought of Hackers out of 100%? Oh, no. I imagine the fans liked it better than the critics. So let's go 55% on the critics. Mm, I mean, it's got Pendulette. They like him, but nobody <laughs> likes Fisher Stevens anymore. Uh, Angelina Jolie's not a thing yet. Yeah, but you see her tits. Uh, so. But you do see her boobies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going to be some bonus points. I'm going to say 36. 33%. Woo! There you go. Woo! But of course, the all-important audience score. 175. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the 55 yeah, I think that's uh that that sounds about right, but to not not totally clash with Moxie, I'll say sixty-two. Sixty-eight percent on score. Yeah. There you go. Uh, twenty million dollar budget, worldwide gross, seven point six million dollars. So 
basically it's a flop but uh there's another movie that's going to be brought up here another fun fact that uh <laughs> probably not as well remembered as hackers uh moxie what, what kind of facts do you have well the uh main computer they were dealing with the gibson computer is named after author william gibson uh and he wrote uh cyberpunk novels like neuromancer and is the person who gave us the term cyberspace Hey, so it's not after the uh, Gibson guy that makes guitars. Yeah, not the guitar guy this time. Dang. Okay. They figured he was famous enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Uh, but yes, around the movie's release, the official website was modified by its webmasters to appear that it had been, quote, hacked into, and digital graffiti and instructions to see the net instead was added to the site's graphics. They did. The net made $110 million worldwide compared to 7.6 for hackers. They were too clever by half. Yeah. Wow. Those, that poor marketing team. Oh, no. <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to screw up the website and tell them to see a different movie. How could this possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they did what we told them to. They never do it when we want them to give us money. <laughs> Whereas Sandra Bullock's like... Oh, those royalty checks seem to be piling up. <laughs> <laughs> this must be my speed check. Wait, the net? <laughs> I'm not sure I, I barely remember doing that movie. From that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Moxie, what you got? Well, there was a lot of factual information in this movie, surprisingly. Oh. The um, rainbow of hacker manuals that they go through in one scene. Yeah, the like, library. Like he yeah. keeps holding them up. Uh, so that that um, Dade can name them when he could just read the cover. Yeah, I mean that was a ridiculous quiz. Uh, the uh, Cookie Monster virus and the Arf Arf We Gotcha also real things in the hacking community. Oh, nice. Uh, the part of Kate Acid Burn Libby was originally offered to Catherine Heigl. Oh, yeah. But due to her prior commitments to Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, uh, she had to turn it down. When's that coming up on the podcast? Oh, man. Sequels that are better than the original. Uh, <laughs> uh, I must also recommend checking out uh, the podcast Behind the Bastards. And I believe he did a two-parter on Steven Seagal that is absolutely worth your time. Oh, I'm going to check that out. Uh, also, uh, other actresses that auditioned for the part of Acid Burn... Academy Award winner Hilary Swank, Heather Graham, and Liv Tyler. But Angelina Jolie got the role. We almost got to see Liv Tyler's boobies, damn it! Right. <laughs> Would Hilary Swank have been able to get her first Academy Award in this movie? <laughs> uh, she, she has ended up getting beaten to death at the end of it. That seems to be what... Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh dark sorry <laughs> but steve if she did that would she be the next karate kid i don't know <laughs> that's the thing like we would have changed the trajectory tra trajectory of her entire thing we may not have ended up with the core my god we could have saved we could have saved all of us <laughs> steve does not love the core <laughs> so okay so in this alternate universe hillary swank is in this movie angelina jolie is in lord of the rings <laughs> Liv Tyler <laughs> is the next Karate Kid. And Heather Graham still pops up in the second Austin Powers movies and Swingers or whatever she was in. Because yeah. she was never really seriously considered. <laughs> she, she, she still ends up in uh, Bowfinger or whatever. <laughs> so which do you think would have been better for Katherine Heigl's career? Hackers or Under Siege 2? 
Well, I really don't give a damn about Catherine Heigl. <laughs> <laughs> she well, seems... if, we're, if we're having all these alternate universe multiverse speculations. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. So if Catherine Heigl was in this movie, it's, oh my God, then we would have Catherine Heigl probably as Tomb Raider and... Uh, what else is Angelina Jolie? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, Mr. Catherine Heigl and Brad Pitt are a thing. They're oh cat pit. yeah, they fall in love. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> Cat Pit. Brad Thurin. I demand that be the thing now. <laughs> yeah. All right, Moxie, what you got? All right, let me dig up some more because I, you know, I sort of blew my load a little early. <laughs> Oh, I got, I, got, I got some more. Uh, let's yeah. see. Although they were all playing high school seniors, quote unquote, Johnny Lee Miller was 23, Angelina was 20, and Matthew Lillard was 25 years old. However, Jesse Bradford fit the bill, being only 16 at the time. At least one of them was. Yeah, Johnny Lee Miller, like, you can't convince me he's 18 years old. Like, he's he's got man shoulders and the, the little pad things yeah. didn't really help the, the motor it was like a motorcycle jacket despite the fact yeah. that he didn't have a motorcycle yeah <laughs> well see and that's where it was like oh man this is where he's gonna race the motorcycle guy that she went off with and that's how he's gonna win her over like some some rad subplot <laughs> get into like a really cool sharks versus jets yeah dance number now i feel like we've been robbed maybe in the sequel with with the length of time they wait to do sequels these days could be yeah, right could very well be i mean they did blade runner right <laughs> yeah i think that was all of my really good ones then there are things like the references to uh to 1984 and uh the hackers quarterly and things like that yeah oh and you also mentioned the uh the plague writes the program to embezzle the small amounts of money uh, apparently that's a, a real thing called salami slicing and then uh, that was also the plot of Richard Pryor's character in Superman 3 and, uh, of course, Office Space. So, yeah, salami slicing. It's a thing. Google it. What's funny is this is the <laughs> second time today that Superman 3 has come up, which makes it the second time in the last 30 years that Superman 3 has come up. <laughs> but, you know, Richard Pryor, man. <laughs> oh, no, he was great. And uh, since uh, HBO Max took down Gone with the Wind and people are like certain people oh, then you better take down Blazing Saddles. And like, you have clearly missed the point of that film, yeah. which was co-written by Richard Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mel Brooks expressed some dis-ease with uh, the racial epithets and Pryor assured him they were absolutely necessary to make the point. Yeah. yeah. And when Richard Pryor says, you know, keep keep that word in there, you keep that word in there. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, Blazing Saddles. One of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can't believe I had never, I I so, I had seen apparently the Utah TV edit of it, which <laughs> apparently was only twenty five minutes long or something. But it was basically uh, all establishing shots. Yeah, it was we, ba- it was basically all the last scene when when they're like going from uh, um, stage to stage and and, and of course <laughs> and of course some editing on the uh, the musical stage yeah. thing. But yeah, they absolutely would have edited around the. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, I can hear the lyrics, but the poofs, the, yeah. the, the yeah. fey male yeah. dancers, they absolutely would have edited around that. Stick out your dish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The French uh, mistake. The French mistake. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, we had been married, I think, for a full year when I found out he had not actually seen it. It came up and um, I was like, oh, I love Blazing Saddles. And Steve was like, it's fine. And I'm like, 
so you've never seen it. (laughs) And he's like, no, I just, I don't see what the big deal is. And we decided to watch it. We were two and a half minutes into it. It seems like, oh, I've not seen this movie. (laughs) Yeah, because the basic cable edit, there's nothing left. It's like piranhas (laughs) have stripped the cow down to its bare white bones. Yeah, and then imagine the Utah version of that. Yeah, I mean, when it it ran on ABC for the very first time, they also had to edit all of the fart noises out of the campfire bean-eating scene. Well, see, that's what I knew. I knew the the farting by the fire. Mm -hmm. I knew uh, Madeline Kahn's musical number. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the going to stage to stage at the end. And, yeah, that that was pretty much it. Everything else was just kind of confusing with all, like, awkward silences, it seemed. And it's like watching... Okay, so I've also seen the TV edit version of Pulp Fiction. This was after I had seen the oh, movie. Lord. I, I, I saw the movie a bunch as a teenager, and then it was like 98, 99 when it was on TV every once mm-hmm. in a while. And that, that is a fun thing to watch, guys. So many melon <laughs> farmers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might as well put the segments in the right order if they're going to do that. Yeah. Well, the entire characters you will not meet. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, so ladies, what did we learn from hackers? Uh, Moxie, would you like to start us off? I learned that the years of my youth were a visually embarrassing time. (laughs) And yet, and yet still I miss them. Still I long for those days when I could wear whatever the hell Angelina Jolie was wearing in this movie. Which is... Half of nothing was that she looks like she's wearing a really ineffective snowsuit in half of her scenes. Well, she's she has that oversized like Japanese style moto jacket and it's like like super colorful. Like it's almost not even a moto jacket. It's almost like a rally jacket or something. But yeah, yeah it's like super padded. And then she's just got like fishnet bodysuits on. What would you learn from this movie, babe? Uh... That apparently Penn Jillette is uh, is infected with the plague. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I learned hacking is a survival trait. It was a fun watch, particularly sitting next to my husband for whom this was... This was my t- first time viewing it earlier this week. But my husband, this was apparently one of his favorites. He's been yelling, hack the, hack the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, t- you, you told me... In, in, <laughs> yeah, and what he says are relevant moments, but it meant nothing to me. And my <laughs> husband is an absolute goofball. Yeah. So just like, okay, he's just... That's just Bobby. <laughs> But no, it's a thing, and other people saw it. Yeah, yeah. You told me that, uh, like, oh, now I know uh, what my husband's been yelling about for the past couple of years, and I'm like, hack the planet. Is that it? Is that what you've been saying? <laughs> like, yeah, among other things. Yeah. Yes, Steve. The sheriff is near. Yeah, it's true. Too. I get that reference now. Yeah, yeah. I've been it. saying that for years, and he would just stare at me, and I'd be like, Blazing Saddles. He's like, Yeah, I've seen it. He said the sheriff is nigh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Moxie, thank you for joining us here on Everything I Learned From Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast. Yes, I do. It is Your Brain on Facts, your weekly half hour of things you never knew you never knew. So after you've gone through the whole Everything I Learned From Movies back catalog, check my show out. Except for their first couple of episodes, they prefer you didn't listen to those. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, when when is your book coming out again and where can I purchase it? On June the 16th, I advocate that you contact your local bookstore. You can also go through bookshop.org, which is like a central clearinghouse for indie bookshops. Failing that, there's always Amazon. 
Now, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. I might be right at this moment. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can find me just about anywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's been at house cooking. Um, house cooking? <laughs> yes, house cooking. What? <laughs> that's how bad she is. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's not what you do with the vacuum. No. <laughs> Popcorn goes in the vacuum. <laughs> At housekeeping, uh, I have an Etsy shop where I sell my amazing art. I have like movie monsters who love kittens. I painted every recognized American Kennel Club dog breed. Oh, that's available. (laughs) (laughs) But I prefer movie monsters who love kittens. But you know what? It's all available over at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find my work uh, printed on demand over at Redbubble under Izzy Creates. I-Z-Z-Y-C-R-E-A-T-E-S. Excellent. And hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. uh, let's say I've been hacking into MacGuffin Industries all night, and mm-hmm. I've been pulling an all-nighter of uh, Mountain Dew and Jolt Cola and Spicy Nacho Doritos. Uh, so my um, Dragon's Lair, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, reeks to high hell. Um, is there somewhere I can go to get something to battle that funk? If you were looking for some sort of aromatherapy to help uh, lend a mood to your dragon's lair, I'd head over to frankieandmyrrh.com, where they have the finest in essential oils and aromatherapy. It's aromatherapy made fun. Perhaps uh, your dragon's lair is no girls allowed. You could try spraying some spray the bitch away. Ooh. <laughs> Actually, that was more for PMS. It'd probably put you in a better mood, but it's still fun. <laughs> there you go. Um, I just but... say referring to his dragon's lair sounds like a euphemism for... <laughs> Well, someplace you don't want to put essential oils, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, let's say I wasn't able to get into MacGuffin Industries because someone named Slobknocker69 kicked me out. Uh, so I'm a little low on cash. Is there a way I could save some money going to frankiemer.com? Yeah, so uh, you can go ahead and use promo code VENUS, like the goddess. Right, so penis. (laughs) But not spelled the same way. You're going to screw people up. (laughs) That's V-E-N-U-S. Go on. Yes, you can save 15% off on your order and help this here podcast out. Also, orders over $35 ship free. Nice. I'm going to double down on that spray the bitch away. (laughs) If you wanted your uh, dragon's lair to smell like a dragon's lair, you could also try some uh, uh, smell razor. Smell razor is a delightful concoction that's a little bit smoky, a little bit sweet. It's got some coffee in there. It's got some benzoin, which is a kind of sweet uh, resin scent. It is delightful and it lingers. Excellent. I'm going to have to get one of each. Uh, And of course, you can hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from from movies movies. on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, Yeah. Yeah, all July we're talking about uh, internet movies from 1995. It's going to be great. Birth of the Internet Month! Yeah. So until uh, next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. I was Moxie, but I won't hear you here next time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe no. (laughs) And this is Everything Everything I Learned From Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. everybody. And she's Moxie until the next time she comes back. What happens to me then? Then you come back. And he becomes Super Moxie! Come here, come Dreams escape from the fear built inside in this heart.